Welcome to this special episode. I guess they're all special, but certainly with Pepper, I consider it special. Pepper Hastings, my guest. Uh, we're going to do a then and now episode. Pepper was there at the, if not the beginning, very, very close to the beginning of Becker Publications and then had a great ride for a long time. And we're going to take a look at what it was then and what it was in the now of the now of when, uh, when uh, Pepper was there, my last days and, and, last days of owning the company and and beyond. So we're going to span a couple of decades, and I hope that'll be of interest to you. I hope it's of interest to our sponsors, uh, Beckett Grading, Beckett Authentication, all under Beckett Media at Beckett.com, C-O-M-C.com, where you can uh, buy and sell cards that are uh, scanned, the actual card, and uh, have uh, very transparent dealings. Mike Stadium Sports Cards, Rob Varis at Burbank Sports Cards, Heritage Auctions, Huggins and Scott Auctions, and of course, Upper Deck, Tops, and Panini. So Pepper, uh, we did kind of an origin story of how we connected in the early days. This is a then and now episode of when you came in, it was a very small, kind of a family company that was that was growing. And as it kept growing, you kept growing in responsibility and you got a stack of business cards to, to prove it. So walk us through some of your journey from let's just say the starting point when you came, it was just the baseball magazine. We did some baseball books. Yes, I did other other sports books too, but it was mainly a baseball magazine company. Right. It was, and and then it just exploded from there and you were in the thick of it. So what do you think and how do you handle it and what were the exciting stops along the ride? So um yeah, Jim, when I first got thanks for having me. When I first got there uh in the summer of nineteen eighty six, just as a framework of time here, um I think we were on about issue number twenty, maybe something like that. Uh it was the one with Pete Rose on the cover, actually. There was Pete a couple Green. Of Pete, yeah, Pete Green. Yeah, yeah Pete Green. Inside because, joke. Uh, yeah. The uh, the color didn't quite come out the way we wanted it. Anyway, yeah, red green colorblind is uh, many uh, many an American male. Right. <laughs> so Not me. But back then, it. then we didn't even have a coffee maker. We had freeze dried coffee, Taster's Choice. Oh, you're you're getting serious now. Yeah. Okay. Uh, now, I mean, later we had <laughs> six coffee bars. Okay. <laughs> then we all took out the trash. Everybody took out the trash. Including throwing away about four boxes of issue number one under the cover of darkness one time. They were water stained. They were water stained. Yeah. But we didn't want anybody to know that they were in there for fear there was dumpster divers. They're interesting. That was then. They're interesting. Now, you know, we had a custodial service that yeah. cost us <laughs> knows how much a month. <laughs> they may have dumpster dived too. Maybe I don't know. Possibly. You know, uh, one of the things, I, you know, when you mentioned the, the taking out the trash, we, we hired somebody. I won't mention the name, but we hired the person and we told him, you know, we take turns, you know, take out the trash and all that. So, and, uh, uh, I said, do you have a problem? They said, they said, no, I, 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 I can do that. And I realized there's, and that person never took out the trash. And I said, well, how come you're not taking the trash? Well, I, I never said I couldn't do it. I, I don't want to do it. I don't think I should have to do it. And I said, well, I don't think I should have to do it, but if you're not going to do it, I'm going to do it. And well, then, but you shouldn't do it either. I said, well, shouldn't and couldn't and wouldn't and can't. You're, 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 you're ready and you're able and you're unwilling. And that's actually not a good thing. So those kind of people didn't thrive in our company. And you certainly epitomize the ready, willing, and able. And you understand all hands on deck. Let's do what we got to do to get it done. So I thank you for that. So a good example again. of that. Then we packed all the magazines and yes. broke down boxes and packed, you know, repacked and packed and repacked. We right. came in, you know, they came in bundles of a hundred right. and some of our dealers got 10 copies. Some of the dealers got 20, some of them got 50, whatever, 75. Then we all sat on the floor for two or three days and wrapped up magazines and put UPS tags on them. Right. Now, later, 
we had a whole crew in the warehouse, you know, it was right. an assembly line, and really nobody touched that. And so it was really better then because everybody had a hand in it. And we kept that packing as a yeah. corporate culture thing. For we many kept years. it longer than we needed to because yeah. I did think it pulled people together and it made everybody, again, that probably the ultimate in cross training. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that, that was, uh, again, was, we had an esprit de corps uh, based on shared struggle, all esprit de corps, shared, shared struggles. And I remember your very last time that you packed. Yeah. And the UPS guy brought a semi-trailer full of it. It yeah. ceased to be the UPS, you know, delivery truck, and it started yeah. being a semi-trailer full of it. And you yeah. looked out there and you said, "I think I'm going to move my car, and I think it's going to take about three days. I'll see you later." Pepper, that is not fair. It's probably true, though. Well, Listeners, you had you know, these are apocryphal stories. Maybe okay. So then, mostly true. Then we had a paste-up table. Yes. Okay, we were yeah. in the very early days of what they um, call desktop publishing, yeah, quote yeah. unquote. Yeah. And so, well, you know, we were still using, you know, uh, exacto knives, exacto knives, wax, yeah. and we were printing. But we had progressed to the point where we weren't using linotype machines. We yeah. were printing it out ourselves yeah. and cutting that up. We still had to use stets, you know, in other words, right. uh, black and white photos that we had to cut out and take them over to a, you know, to, to the photos over to Jack Stats. Yeah. And we had to paste all that stuff down. Now. I mean, it's all done, of course, in, you know, in design it's, and whatever. You never touch a physical thing. It's all in the, in the computer. So but that's, that's kind of interesting. Yeah. Then we didn't have a fax machine. It took a long time to get one. Huh. Now we have email. Right. Then we put memos on each other's chairs. Now, of course, we have Skype. Yeah. You know. There's just a lot of things. Know, but, but, uh, okay, but th this episode is about that, but it's also about you. And even in the growth of those uh, digital and virtual technologies, you've always been a people guy. So I think, were you on the phone? I mean, I know you did some traveling for us. You'd get around. So you were, you were, you, you brought a relational aspect to all of those things. Right. I spent even lot, in the face of increasing I spent technology. A lot of, yeah, I spent a lot of time on the phone with writers. And, you know, I didn't think it was good just to write letters back and forth. It was easier to pick up the phone. Right. You kind of get a feel for somebody's heart, you know, when you yeah. talk to them. And I still think that's true today. Yeah. There's a lot of things that are done through email today that I feel would be better, especially like delivering bad news to a customer. Pick up the phone, really, and call the person. You know, nobody wants to get bad news through an email, right? Yeah. But, right, um, Taking the time to just, you know, talk to people. Um, same thing, at, you know, when we travel. It's really, this whole thing at Beckett was really about, you know, we were always very serious about paying our vendors on time. Yeah. You know, because those are the guys that keep us, that kept us running. Well, they went to bat for us if we ever needed a favor. Right. They knew we were true to our word, so they were going to uh, come through for us. The, what, uh, what, uh, any highlights? I mean, again, I don't want to go through every one of your business cards, but you did so many different jobs. In spite of being not really a hardcore card collector, you really had a lot of perspective on the industry from working so many angles. Yeah, but the thing about magazines are, I mean, newspapers, it's who, what, when, where, and how. And with magazines, they bring the why. Yeah. And so that was, the, that was what I enjoyed most was taking, uh, you know, collect, you know, taking stories that may not have had any collecting angle in it and infusing collecting angles. So, you know, to re reiterate, our editorial philosophy was you know, keep a positive tone, Superstar orientation, yeah. no investment advice, and that was our that right. that was it all the way up. So by positive tone, meaning we want to look at the solutions and not necessarily right. we may bring up a problem, but we want to offer solutions. Right. And by superstar orientation, you know, a, a terrible story about Mark McGuire in 1986 was better than a great story about some common player. Yeah. And then no investment advice was pretty obvious. I mean, we want people to make you know we'll 
clarify things for people, but we'll make up, let people make up their own mind. Perfect example of all three of those things was the Rick Face card. Oh, brother, yeah. It's yeah. Billy Ripken, yeah. 80... What? 90 Fleer or whatever that is. Yeah. 89 Everybody else in our space was, you know, either making fun of it or, you know, it was at $100 a card for a while. Yeah. Speculation was on it. And they mm-hmm. were, they were uh, using uh, asterisks and stuff to block out whatever yeah. it, it actually said, which yeah. was two no. words that start with F, yeah. one of them being face. Yeah. But, you know, we turned it around. You did, actually, and wrote an editorial in the owner's box about yeah. it. We called it the Rick Face card, positive tone. It didn't have anything bad about it. Yeah. And you cautioned people about speculation on it. You weren't telling them what to do, but you were cautioning them about And yeah. I thought that was a positive tone. Was that a ghostwritten? Uh, no. Did you We might have worked a little that? bit together on that. <laughs> well, I mean, I think I, I think I did the Rick Face part. But I I don't remember being as eloquent as you probably uh, would have been. But again, it's just that was uh, that rocked the boat a little bit. A lot of uh, publicity for not. I mean, this is a generally a very wholesome hobby, and over the course of uh, many decades, it's maintained that there, there ought to be a place for kids. And uh, you know, that's uh, you know, it's a it's a free world, and, and the world has gotten a lot more uh, adult, I guess. I mean, with the age you become an adult is moving farther and farther down but uh, that was that was unfortunate and we're trying like i said we're trying to make the best of a situation that wasn't situation uh, wasn't good uh so you had editorial responsibilities and when there were opportunities to work in another area you didn't say hey that's not me right you said i'm ready right i did put me in coach yeah put me in we helped out with customer service uh which i'm still doing today at this point uh we helped out with uh, technical services which was our primary area i did some grading you know had some great teams there on the show circuit uh, uh, I think that's something we're going to come back to, Pepper, the grading, because I think people can see that there's a grading function that's about grading the cards, but there's so much more in their strategic positioning, the marketing, and uh, the supply and demand of all that. And so I'd like to table that and come back to it, because you sure. and I can do an episode just about some of the uh, grading things that the company did that you were in the thick of. I'll tell you some other stuff that was really fun was getting letters from readers. Yeah, like a million a yeah, year. And the letters took on all forms. I mean, it got to where people were sending us pictures of them getting autographs right. with players. Right. It got to where we had fun cards, which were cards that, that they had marked up, you know, yeah. like a Brian, or a, or a, a, what was Deer? Rob Deer. Rob Deer. Rob Deer. And, you know, of course, with these kids had a, <laughs> had a, <laughs> a lot of time on their, on their hands. Yeah. And uh, just some of the, it's, a lot of that stuff turned into columns in our magazine. And we exactly. went ahead and used it as editorial content. It was reader generated. And I guess you could say it was early social media. Because, it probably was, you know, in that sense. As was the uh, list of payphone, um, payphone numbers in stadiums that I published yeah. in the back page column. Right. I went to a great deal of, 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 research. of research, and every payphone that you called in every stadium had a clear view of the scoreboard. <laughs> so you could call these payphones anytime during a game and say, what's the score? Yeah. And Listeners, just ask your grandfather what a payphone was. <laughs> right. But I thought that was cool because, uh, you know, that's when you, that's before you could get instant updates on scores. Absolutely. No, gosh, that seems like the dark. You remember years. that? I do remember that. I do remember that. Payphone, that was, uh, it was the beginning of, of, of social media. We just found a way around it. Yeah. What, uh, what, what do you think your high point was if we, once the company got complicated and uh, what, what, what was your favorite role or your favorite, Opportunity or situation? Yeah, my favorite role has always been um, helping other people get better. And okay. as I got older and more experienced, I was more in a position to do that. And, and you know, have some of the younger guys come in and, and, and women as well and uh, help them to be the best they can be yeah. at what they're doing. 
Uh, and so to me, that's the constant challenge even today, you know, in my current job is how can I make and this, I don't say this to be altruistic. This is really the way I feel. How can I, how can I give back, you know, to the kids I coach? How can I give back to the people that work with me? How can I be a servant leader and help them, you know, get better? Because that's going to make me better. Well, I think it did. And one of the things we're going to end on this story, which I had, this is unedited and unscripted, but there was a time when I got an invitation to something and I thought, you know, I think this has Pepper's name on it, not mine for different reasons. I've not deeply regretted it, but it was the opportunity to play golf with Tiger Woods 20 years ago. And uh, Upper Deck, uh, I forget, the cir- you'll remember the circumstance because you went to Florida and played 18 holes with Tiger. And so I, I want to end with that, but that, that was, I don't know that that was a thank you to you because I really thought you were the best guy for the job because you represent our company very well. You're, you're, you're a good golfer, a better golfer than me. And uh, I thought this, and, and it'd be a perk. And so passing out the perks, but it wasn't, I, I wasn't a random guy. I thought, Pepper's the guy for this, and I think he went and had it was, a, a surreal kind of experience. It was, it was uh, yeah. So I mean, tell him about that, and that's our that's our well, final story. Well, for I mean, I actually I didn't actually swing. Is the Tiger club, more so. intense than I am? <laughs> he didn't get as mad. <laughs> uh, you and I actually played sawgrass together one time. Too, exactly, which was, great, uh, which great, was a highlight, highlight as well. There yeah. and there's been other highlights of going to yeah. All Star games and yeah, things yeah. like that. But yes, but that's got to be playing, up there. getting to go around the course with Tiger Woods. He was in the middle of the Tiger Slam at that. Yeah. It was right after the Tiger Slam. He just ninety nine or two thousand. Yeah, it was two thousand one because okay. it was nine eleven came right after right. that. And they moved the Ryder Cup. Right, but. Uh, Tiger, I mean, I actually uh, contributed to that round because Tiger came out and to the course, and uh, the upper deck people were there, and there was four golfers. And it's like, he goes, well, what are we going to do? And I said, well, how about you play from the back tees on a scramble against these guys? Because nobody there knew anything about golf. The the upper deck people were not as versed in the way you might play a game. He goes, okay, well, that sounds good. (laughs) So he played from the back, you know, the championship tees, at his home course. You know, had his own had his own clubs. He had a stereo in his cart, which he would turn up right when the guy's backswing, you know, when one of his opponent's backswings. So he was talking smack out there. Yeah. But actually, Jim, he was the perfect golfing partner because he never gave advice unless, on, you know, somebody swing, yeah. unless somebody asked for it. He, you know, he sanded his own divots. Yeah. He tended the pin just like a regular yeah. guy. And at the end of the day, he said, hey, man, I just wanted to go out and have these guys be able to tip back a few beers and have a good time. Yeah. It was a fantastic afternoon. Well, that's a good one. As a good positive note to end on, Tiger went on to great uh, – uh, heights after uh, meeting Pepper. He won lots of majors. So just like Beckett Publications went on to great success after hiring Pepper. So Pepper, thanks for being with us and giving us a, a little then and now perspective. Always a delight to catch up with you and reminisce about the old days. So uh, thank you listeners. We'll be back again tomorrow with another uh, interesting story or two. Thanks.